Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Today, we're so blessed that you are joining us for part two and the conclusion of a great discussion with Fred Stoker about the book he and his wife Brenda wrote titled Every Heart Restored. Now, this book was written with the intent of, of helping the wives of husbands that are sexually addicted to porn. You know, this is such a, uh, an intense conversation, but it is so needful in the day and time in which we live. I mean, this is just a terrible epidemic that's going on. And if you missed any of part one, please go back and listen to it because we don't have time to cover everything we talked about in the preceding episode. But today, we're going to jump back into this about what the wives can do to, to help their husbands get over these addictions. And, you know, it's, it's not an easy topic to discuss but it is so needful. So pay attention, get out your notepad, and at the conclusion, follow the directions. Go down and order the, this book. It, is, it will save your marriage, all right? But right now, let's jump back into the interview with Fred Stoker. So it's the husband's responsibility to demonstrate to his wife that he can oh, yeah. be trusted again. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and some of the simple things uh, that we talk about is that she needs to have 100% access to his smartphone at any time that he needs to be free to just give her his smartphone at any time that she can just look at the history and do whatever she wants. Um, she has to see him uh, perhaps put the house, the home's computer out into a more public space. Um, as he begins to do things like that, uh, that show that he's dedicated to winning and that he is trustworthy, uh, then she can begin to trust. But until he does practical things that are obvious to everyone that he is now turned a corner and is going the other direction, uh, you know, forget it's baloney to ask her for trust because uh, that's unfair and, un and unrighteous, really. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, why do husbands seem to be more restored more quickly though? I mean, isn't there the feeling of guilt and, and shame and, and, you know, all of that that goes with that aftermath that well, it, it's they've an got to struggle through in their, re their recovery? <laughs> Well, men are kind of interesting because I was, I've talked to pastors about this. And one of the things they find is that men are very, because they can compartmentalize again, uh, they can very quickly see themselves. They can compartmentalize that sin kind of again, off in a corner. They can look at themselves and see that, look, now I'm doing the right things. I'm reading my Bible. I'm listening to worship music. I'm I've, uh, you know, have defenses on my computer. 
um, I'm doing the right things, and they can kind of see themselves. They see themselves more as, okay, I'm moving in the right direction, which means I'm going to get to the right place out in the future. And they they tend to start seeing themselves as that future person much more quicker than maybe they should. But that's sort of how men are. And so they'll tend to kind of feel gr- great about themselves before they maybe should. And honestly, Bob, then there's the other issue, too, that I like to say is that, you know, guilt is not helpful to winning the battle. Uh, Guilt makes you feel small. And when you feel small, you tend to want to medicate that pain through more porn or or more sexual sins. So uh, I think men need to uh, repent and mean it and truly engage the battle. But I don't necessarily think they need to dwell in the guilt. What they need to focus on is uh, their wife's pain and cleaning up the mess and becoming the man in life. That man in life out in the open needs to be the same man as the one that's by himself with his computer at night, because uh, that is the definition of manhood from my perspective, is that if you are the same when you're alone as you are when you're out in public, you're a man of integrity. And uh, that's what he needs to focus on more than the guilt, more than the sin. He needs to focus on becoming who he says he is and who God says he should be and will be. I know there's probably some woman somewhere listening to us right now that says, well, what if he never changes? What if he continues in this addiction? Yeah, and and we literally have a chapter in the book about that. What if he never changes? And and I, um, that's actually one of the saddest things I ever see. Okay, because I have to be honest. I mean, men are the spiritual authority in their homes by decree by God. I mean, it's the way the cosmos was set up by Him, not by me. And uh, the fact is, is that. Whatever men are doing uh, regarding, you know, sinfully, um, a lot of times they're going to be sacrificing their spiritual authority and their ability to to defend their family, their ability to teach their children. And so if they never change, that that doesn't just hurt the guy. First of all, it hurts the wife. Um, I don't know what everybody believes about these sorts of things, but for instance, one of the examples in the book I give is uh, there was one woman whose wife, whose husband just refused to change. And there were times where she felt evil presences in her bedroom climbing on top of her as if they're having sex with her. Now, I know that's far out, all right? Um, But whether that happened or not, uh, the fact of the matter is we know from the word that when a man is mistreating his wife, uh, that creates a weakness in his defenses. And uh, that does open the door for his wife to get picked on spiritually and his children. And honestly, uh, that also then sets it up for generational sin to take root in the children. Because once the enemy has um, a deed into your life through porn, for instance, um, he thinks he has a deed into your children's lives. And he, uh, from my experience in talking to men through these last 20 years of ministry, uh, you know, 
that's pretty true. Um, the children end up being just like their fathers. So um, it's it's a very, very painful thing. And uh, what a woman has to decide at that point if her husband refuses to change is, well, do I leave? Now, there are a lot of people that feel like marriage is a covenant and she shouldn't leave in that case. But uh, my own opinion is that, you know, the Lord did give husbands and wives freedoms to freedom to leave their marriage if they're uh, if they're sexually betraying their spouse. Um, some people argue that porn isn't betrayal. Uh, I say it is uh, yeah. because of Jesus's words um, yep. where he said that just thinking about it is adultery. So yep. I guess uh, a wife can leave. The problem with leaving is that it separates a husband from the kids. And there's a lot of other, I mean, I, I come from a broken home, so I know there's a lot of other challenges by having a dad shoved out of the home. So it is, you know, Bob, you asked the question, but it it's a horrible situation for a wife to be put in. Uh, no man has the right to decide not to change. Um, and um, whatever decision a wife makes at that point, uh, if he refuses to change, she's okay. Um, God will, you know, God is her father. God is, will become her husband uh, through that. And she needs to make that decision and to follow through uh, to protect her kids if necessary. I know this, you know, Brenda and I wrote this book together and you might question, well, what would Brenda say to that? And I already can tell you, if I decided not to change, she'd be gone because her number one goal, uh, she knows, is to raise godly children and to raise godly children in a home where a dad is fully stuck on sexual sin and porn. That's not very easy. And she yeah. would find it her responsibility to put them in a situation that's more godly and holy. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I know we're talking here about your book, Every Heart Restored. What happens when a woman discovers her husband's addicted to porn? But what would would these same principles apply if it was the other way around? And what if a husband discovers his wife's addicted to porn? Because we covered that in the, the last interview. Yes, that's true. And um, yes, the principles are the same both directions, except for one thing. Um uh, you know, one of the things is since a a, a woman's um, sexuality is more relational, um, there may be a, a much stronger problem in the relationship uh, that's depicted or revealed by her porn use than it would be the other way around. Uh, the big thing that we need to understand is that Porn use and addiction is sin, okay? And, you know, it doesn't make you, uh, you know, a rotten person that's doomed to hell, okay? But it does mean that, you know, you are corrupting your home and you are corrupting your relationships and God is calling you into freedom. You know, we often sing songs about, you know, God is, you know, Jesus is greater than he that is in the world, you know, all of the things and, and God works everything together for good and all these kinds of worship songs and praise songs. Well, do you actually really believe that? And uh, most people sing those songs, but they don't really believe that 
Christ has the you know, the, the power and the strength to free them. And uh, they don't really believe that uh, freedom is man's destiny. Well, one of those one of the problems is is that men and women who are hooked on porn, they feel guilty. They're not reading their Bible because if they read their Bible, they would feel even more guilty. So Amen. they tend to avoid it. Um, I've known guys that are from my own church that I know are hooked on porn, and they tend to, during the sermon, they tend to hang out out front in the foyer. Um, they don't really want to be in there where they're hearing the word and where they're feeling that conviction. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is conviction is extremely healthy. And when you get convicted by the Holy Spirit, you need to listen and then take yeah. the steps necessary to get free because Christ died a very rotten, painful death so that we would have the ability and freedom to make those choices. And I can tell you, and I, you know, I said it for those that haven't listened to the other broadcasts, I mean, I used to be hooked on porn and masturbation like crazy. And uh, I was probably masturbating nearly every day, even though I had a great sex life with my wife. And now it's been 30 years, over 30 years since I've masturbated. And so, um, and actually it's been over 30 years since I've even thought in my head, I'm going to go to my TV or to my computer to find something to lust over. Over 30 years. Yeah. And my point is this. A lot of guys say to themselves, you know, um, this is such a big fight and this will be a fight until my last breath. I'm just not willing to engage this battle. It's pointless. No, it isn't pointless. You can have the kind of freedom I have. There's nothing about me that's special, I can assure you. Um, there's nothing about the principles I learned and that I somehow have a stronger will to follow those principles and those practical steps than what most guys do. I really don't. And so all I'm saying is, if you want freedom, you can have freedom. And what I mean by freedom is not fighting till your last breath. I mean, not lusting anymore. I mean, not uh, masturbating anymore. That's possible. And I think that God would want every one of his sons free because once you're free of sexual sin, you can focus on his kingdom and tearing down the works of the enemy in ways that you can't imagine right now Amen. because yeah. you're so you're so entangled by the sin. Yeah. It's very difficult to even see what's possible. But once you begin to get free and then step into that full freedom, uh, life becomes a lot more fun. And the way you see yourself is a lot more like the way God sees you. And that's where you want to be. Yep. Amen. Amen. You know, and, and by relying not on your strength, but on the strength of the Lord and the Holy Spirit. I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I've gotten to the point where, you know, gosh, I guess it's been almost 20 years. Uh, same situation as you, you know, but yes. You know, um, and, you know, you can't help but seeing stuff you know when you're out but but when that thought pops in my mind i've become so accustomed i was like lord i cast that thought down in the name of jesus yes you know, just you know and boom it's gone right there yes you know? and, and, and see that's have to, that's that is now you know as a cop anytime there was a threatening situation the first reaction is on holster pull out 
and prepare for whatever's coming. That right. is the same attitude I take towards those lustful thoughts and things like that. So, so if I see something, Lord, I cast that down in Jesus' name right now. Yeah, and, and, and see, Bob, that is freedom. Now, some people would say, well, yeah, but that's man's work in a spiritual realm. That's him creating habits of approaching it that way. Well, that is part of the Christian life. And we need to remember from 1 Corinthians 6, 18, Paul says to flee sexual immorality. And the reason he said it is that sexual immorality is different from other sins in the way that it affects your body and locks up your body. And the thing that we need to understand is that this issue is not simply just a moral issue like many sins are. Uh, this is also a very physical issue that hooks you uh, for a long time if you don't, you know, if you don't listen to Paul and flee from it. Yeah, uh, and we and talked we, about this during, I yeah. think, the first interview yes, about we the did. dopamine and all that stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to say is that um, you can't really even hunger for purity without the Holy Spirit and without the Word, right? I mean, it's it's the Lord who creates in us that desire to be pure. But there will be both physical aspects to winning and also spiritual aspects to winning. And part of the as part of the physical aspects to winning is doing what you do, Bob. That when you see something like that, you cast that thought down. And uh, that is a physical decision that you're making. It's also sort of spiritual, obviously, because you're driven by your love for God to make that decision. But it's hard to define what's physical and what's spiritual in this particular battle. And you need to feel free to simply pick up your weapons and win uh, and not get too focused on, oh, gosh, is this physical? Is this spiritual? Right. It's going yeah, yeah. to it's going to entail both. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Fred, this and my, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah. And, and my book, Every Man's Battle, I talk a lot about the physical uh, steps that you take. Um, battle on battle over is the same way. Uh, and so I would just encourage guys. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't quit porn like flicking a light switch. Okay, you're, there's going to be practical steps you need to take, and you need to learn that from guys who've already done it, like Bob and like me. Uh, so understand that there's a mentoring process from the Holy Spirit, from your brothers and sisters in Christ. But then understand then that you need to fully engage and to put those things in place. And <laughs> getting back to our uh, task at hand here, you need to help your wife. Yeah. Uh, if, if you're in this situation, you need to get her a copy of Every Heart Restored so she can move from judgment to mercy and she can move to your side. You need her at your side. Yeah, help amen. her. Help amen. her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and as you talked about at the beginning uh, of this interview, that almost 100% success rate when the wife is walking yes. alongside you. Yes. You know? And this book, Every Heart Restored, will help her be able to do that. That's exactly right, Bob. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Amen. Fred, this has been so interesting. And how can someone obtain a copy of the book, Every Heart Restored? Is it on Amazon? 
Yeah, it's on every, every place books are sold. Um, you can also go to my website if you'd like, which is fredstoker.com. But, you know, most people buy their books on Amazon or something like that. So uh, you can go there too. I mean, if someone wanted to reach out to you, ask a question, do an interview such as this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? Again, fredstoker.com. And uh, there's a there's a, a, a spot there on the site contact that you can me. contact me. Yeah. Amen. I'll put links to all this in the show notes below. Great. Folks, in this day and time in which we live, it's definitely a pornography-driven generation. I mean, you can't watch a commercial on TV anymore without being exposed to it. Fred Stoker and his wife, Brenna, have put together this, this very important book, Every Heart Restored, for such a time as this. Amen. I urge you, if you or someone you know is having issues in the area of pornography and you feel trapped with, with no way out, drop down the show notes right now, reach out to Fred Stoker, order his books, especially if you're a woman whose husband is caught in this evil trap. Order Every Heart Restored right now. Amen. Just drop down the show notes. All the links are right there. Fred, oh man, once again, thank you for coming on the program today and sharing all about this great book, Every Heart Restored. And I'm in agreement with you. This is definitely a needful book for this day and time in which we live. And I do appreciate your time today coming back on. Oh, well, Bob, you know how I feel about you. So thank you again. And uh, hopefully we'll get to do another one of these soon. Amen. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Fred Stoker, myself, Pastor Bob, reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.